Table Talk is not your typical D&D TTRPG podcast. We are not here to run you through our whole campaign. We're here to talk about everything else in the space of Table Talk. I'm your host, Alejandra Wilhelm. And I'm also your host, Mariah Gresham. And we're your tabletop roleplay girlies. Hey, Table Talk listeners, it's me, your editor, Audrey. Just wanted to take a moment and let you know that we at the Table Talk team are a part of a charity drive for the month of January, raising money for Doctors Without Borders to support the humanitarian crisis in Gaza. This charity, organized by Ryan from Run DMG, has a bunch of your favorite TTRPG creators backing it who are all giving away rewards at different donation levels. From guest spots on your favorite actual plays to custom-made giant D20s and to TTRPG systems and so much more. Your favorite roleplay girlies here at Table Talk are giving away guest spots to come on Table Talk as guests. We are also giving away a hand-painted Minotaur Mini by Alejandra, accompanied with a backstory and plot hook written by Mariah as well. You might also be able to redeem some donations to have Alejandra and Mariah come play at your online game, either together or separately. You might even be able to interview the Table Talk hosts for your own show as well. The charity can be found at the Tiltify link in the description of each episode for the month of January, as well as in the link in bios on all our social medias at Tabletalk RPG. Any level of donation helps and 100% of the proceeds go to Doctors Without Borders. Thank you so much. And now back to the show. Alrighty, and we are live back at it with another episode of Table Talk. Today is another guest episode, and we are so excited to have another PAX friend that we met. Go ahead and give us a little introduction to yourself and what you do and where people can find you. Hi, I am Kate, mostly known online as Kate the Great Cosplays. So you can find me pretty much everywhere with that. And Kate the Great Cosplays, in the name, I cosplay, but at this point, I'm known more for hosting events where a bunch of cosplayers who are much more talented cosplayers than I am, which I am fully happy to admit, all gather up with their cosplays and we take photos at mostly at these conventions. So I'll gather a bunch of people who are cosplaying at this point, mostly Critical Role. I've done original characters from people's own TTRPG games or stories or anything at all. I used to do some other properties, but at this point, really the Critical Role and TTRPG cosplays have fully taken over my hosting. And I honestly, couldn't be happier. If I had to pick one thing to dive fully into, it would be that. So I'm so happy that this is how it's turned out and how it's come to be. Awesome. And for our listeners, I do want to paint like, I want to paint the picture of our experience meeting you. So (laughs) it was fully us after a whole day of the con going and finding out that there was like a private creator event thing going on. And we just kind of sneaky deekied our way in there. Mm -hmm. And then we met you like shortly after meeting Lou. Luis Carrazo and stuff and we started talking and connecting and you gave us like I remember you gave me your your card and like it has all your beautiful cosplays on there and I was like oh this is incredible and I followed you and I think the very next day we went to I think it was like the Matt Mercer was it the Matt Mercer or was it the award it was the Matt Mercer like so speaking Matt, yeah talk no that was the kickoff so that was the first the Matt day. Mercer talk was Friday Matt and that was off. so cool for me because oh my goodness I was I was yeah. in cosplay I was cosplaying Keyleth a character from the first campaign of Critical Role. Yes. And Anjali Bimani, who's a cast member, she's been a guest on Critical Role, just like Luis Carrazo, who you mentioned, we both were able to meet at that party Friday night. So Anjali Bimani saw me and other Critical Role cosplayers in the crowd on Friday and brought us
us to the front row so that, you know, Matt could see us as he was giving his talk. And that was very cool. And my critical role, you know, official cosplay for PAX Unplugged, the official cosplay meetup that I was hosting was scheduled for Saturday. So we just did a very impromptu little, you know, every the people who were in Critical Role cosplay, I'm like, okay, you all know who I am at this point. Let's just do a quick meet at the bottom of the stairs in the lobby, take photos together. Why not? And at one point, Matt actually came down the stairs and saw us and did a wave. And some people got selfies with him before he had to be whisked away. But I mean, the Critical Role cosplay meetups kind of started that small scale, like, oh, there's a lot of people who are cosplaying something that I love, let's take photos together, and then grew into the 200 plus people at New York Comic Con, and we reached the capacity of the room at PAX Unplugged, which was 130, and unfortunately had to turn people away. Like, it starts as just those little things, like finding other people who love what you love, and then it builds up to, oh, there's so many people who love what I love, which Mm -hmm. is just such a beautiful part of it. But yes, so so Friday night was the party that I met you both yeah. at at the bar and Luis Carrasso mm-hmm. was there. We both talked to him and I heard you also sharing and he has mm-hmm. wonderful stories himself just about the love of storytelling and TTRPGs 100%. and cosplaying just what wonderful ways to tell stories to fully embody these characters. So I was absolutely interested in you guys at that party too, hearing you talk about the podcast. And you said that all of my cosplays were on that card. Gosh, I wish I could fit all of my cosplays on one card. Um, that was absolutely not all of them. But it's the highlight that it was when I made that card. I feel like I already need to make a new mm-hmm. one. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yes, Incredible. I just okay, thought, yeah. like, I didn't know I didn't know that you were that keyless because like I had seen you as keyless That's like, what it was. from yes. afar in that award ceremony, which we snuck in. We were gawked. Um like <laughs> and I like Keyleth is one of my favorite critical role characters ever. And so I'm just like, cool, let me not banshee screech in this with your beautiful flowing cape and and then you gave me your card and i was like it's Kayla. like, like it in my head in that moment like that's inside what it me yes. it was that and i was like no great it's so great like let me be a person but I was yeah we 100 we're not in our little back row being like geeked over this cosplay at all <laughs> just yeah. casually I, being with you there these stories i don't think i will ever be over hearing things like that and it, they've come out a lot like in the past year and i remember pax unplugged 2022 was the first time that I'd go up to people and say, hi, I'm Kate Three Cosplays. I'm hosting the Critical Role Meetup. And they'd be like, oh, we know who you are. And now like PAX 2023 is when people are like, you know, I was actually very intimidated by you. And I didn't know like, oh, you're that Kate the Great or you're that Keyleth or that Vex. And I'm so honored and amazed just to be part of this community in any way possible. But I think back to, I mean, I have a Ginny D's 2023 calendar on, you know, the bulletin board in front of me as we're recording this. And just remembering the Critical Role cosplayers that I looked up to when I was starting and the pictures that I would save other people's cosplays and go, oh, I want to do something like that. And this was like the first year between New York Comic Con in October and PAX Unplugged in December when people said like your cosplays were the ones that I saved for my photos to be like, oh, I want something like this. It's surreal. And it's so, I say that being able to host these meetups is just such an honor and a privilege just to have this lovely, wonderful community of people trust me in this way to lead them, guide them through 
you know, we have one hour to take photos with over 200 people. It's, it's lovely. And it's wonderful. And I just, I, and it was so fun to watch you like corral all those people. And like, especially as the cross campaigns where it's like Laudna and the like Percy and Vex. And it's like, oh Jesus. But it's so, so, it's so fun. I fully developed like that system that you guys saw at PAX Unplugged for New York Comic-Con because New York Comic-Con, before New York Comic-Con 2020, my biggest meetup had also been New York Comic Con, but it was about 100 people maybe in 2022. So Thursday, 2023, having over 200 people, I was immediately like, this has to be so quick. So that you guys at PAX Unplugged saw me going off of a note that I'd written down where I'd written out the best way to transition through the cosplay groups in the quickest, easiest time possible and getting the people to move through the space in like a clockwise format where they come in and out so everyone can move through in the most efficient way. I developed that on the spot at New York Comic Con this year. And then I was like, let me write that down because this is what it's going to be going Mm -hmm. forward, these huge crowds. And I feel like the experiences that help me the most when I'm up there doing it, you saw them both absolutely having a theater background, especially in like directing and stage managing, but also my teacher background and my camp counselor background. And there was a moment I mean, I've used this in a ton of my meetups and people always have funny reactions and always talk to me about it after when I need the room's attention. And I'll do, if you hear my voice clap once, if you hear my voice clap twice, if you hear my voice say, shh, waterfall. And it gets people's attention. And I learned that through being a teacher and being a camp counselor and all of those things. So I'm like pulling on a lifetime of skills to corral these lovely wonderful enormous groups of nerds especially when you have guests coming into the space like Anjali who was so sweet to be there at PAX Unplugged and the way she just nat 20 stealthed into that room and like like Ollie and I both saw her and I was like am I hallucinating or is that we clocked her walking in and then and then because no one saw her and I was like is it a mirage is it a cryptid who's to say (laughs) no it was the whole woman who was just there (laughs) When everybody um, found out that like they saw her, that was hilarious because everyone was just screaming. I was so grateful that I got like the heads up I got because I also fully did not notice her come in. She did sneak in the back. Like I heard about it from her and other people later, but she was like in the back corner and I'm obviously focused on the photos. One of my friends like taps me on the shoulder and says, Anjali is here. I'm just like, okay, cool. Nod, look at the back. And she's already surrounded by a group of people talking to her. So like the rest of the room really didn't see her. And then I was prepared for her to like come up and kind of, you know, like touch my shoulder and be by my side for the, you know, final group photos and videos. And I was like, oh, this is fine. This is cool. Like, thank you for being here, Anjali. And I was so prepared for you to be here. Well, I had, you know, because she pulled me and other Critical Role cosplayers to the front of Matt's panel Friday, I had talked to her. I said, I host this meetup. I gave her my information. I sent her a mm-hmm. message on Instagram. So she knew about it, but mm-hmm. I was was not expecting her to, you know, actually be there. I've, I haven't had really cast members be part of my meetups before. I have Lenore Regal, who's Sam's mom, known as Momlin in the community, but she's yeah. been part of my New York Comic Con meetups for years. She was at the first one that I went Incredible. to that I didn't host, and she's just been part of it ever since, and she's such a lovely wonderful part there was I think 2022 Felicia Day was like on the outskirts of the meetup as afterwards as we were kind of dispersing people you know talking and leaving she was there watching us and I got to go up and talk to her 
but I'm talking to these people in person, talking to Anjali at the meetup, having her like arm around me, so chill. And then she sends me like a message on Instagram because I sent her the photo link. And she's like, thank you for the photos. And I'm like, she she knows who I am. I'm so overwhelmed. <laughs> um, and it, it is like, yeah. I've, I've talked about this with other people that, you know, meeting Luis in person, meeting Anjali in person, you know, they're so sweet and so inviting yeah. and so real and so down the to earth. Nicest. That yeah. It's, the it's nicest. Yeah. It's so comfortable. Humans. It is. It's so, it's so comfortable. And it's just so nice too that like these people created the characters that were here cosplaying that inspired us so much and now we get to share with them how their stories impact us and I don't think there's really anything more powerful in the world in the history of the world than storytelling and play and something that I find myself saying so much lately is that we never grow out of our need for play but we do grow out of opportunities to do it having been a teacher you know elementary and preschool most and seeing all the young kids play adults need that too so i love the ttrpg space and the cosplay space because it gives adults a way to play pretend and to play dress up and to get back in touch with that side of us that never ever goes away 100 percent. and i think it's also like something that we experience while there too and obviously like we were very new to the space we had like no idea what to expect we came in with no expectations whatsoever but like you said like meeting these people that to us are like titans in the industry and people that we yeah. watch tell phenomenal stories and like play phenomenal characters that we can only aspire to like have such a quality like character campaign story experience but then meeting them in person and then having everyone just be so kind and so nice and like the great equalizer is that we all share this deep-seated love for this form of play and storytelling and we all understand each other in that way and so it's i I loved that. And like, for me as a creative, being in a room full of other creatives that just get it was so like, oh, I like, I came home like clawing at the freaking walls, trying to be like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm drawing again. I'm writing again. I'm doing all these things again, just because yeah, of like, same. I've absorbed so much from all these amazing people that I met that are so creative and so inspirational. And like, it just became this thing that kept feeding into itself and yeah. in the most positive ways. In a way you don't expect it to be because yeah. it helps to be like, oh, just, you can just do the thing and I'll be like, get out of that imposter syndrome or overanalyzing or trying to make it perfect. And it's like to just make stuff and put it out there. And it's like, that's so important because it's so easy to get away from that. And like, yeah, those events are just like a giant shot of that energy. <laughs> like just make the thing. <laughs> and that's my absolute favorite thing just to come out of these meetups that I mean, my first critical role costly meetup was like eight people in a hallway at PAX East in 2020. And now it's over 200 people at New York Comic Con three years later, or, you know, going beyond the capacity of the room, I have no doubt that there were 200 people that were interested and, you know, had to be turned away just because of the fire safety capacity of the room we were in. But hearing about stories like the ones you just told after people saying that they felt welcome in the spaces just to be their full nerdy playful, wonderful selves. And they felt so welcome by the community there and just how special that environment is. And that's just 
the most wonderful thing in the world to me. And that's really why I just keep saying it's an honor and a privilege to be able to do what I do. And I've been reflecting a lot on just what I've been able to do in this past year. And I am just so grateful for it. And it is, you know, it would just be me in a room alone if it wasn't for all the people who showed up in these amazing cosplays to be there with me. And you also talked about, you know, the imposter syndrome part of it. Huge and huge for me too, because I started this off by saying a lot of the cosplayers in the room are so much more skilled and talented with their cosplays than I am. And that was hard when my meetups first started getting bigger. I felt that imposter syndrome because I'm like, why am I the one standing up here leading the charge when these cosplays are so much better than mine. And what I learned, you know, talking to friends and family and therapists um, is that it's different (laughs) skill sets and to be happy and proud that my skill set is, you know, the crowd energizing and managing and organizing of the events and organizing of the people during and before and after. And that's absolutely the space that I want to be in. And to cosplayers who are intimidated, especially by my cosplays, two things. First of all, I do not sew anything. If I need something sewed, chances are my mom is doing it. Like my my Keyleth leaf cape, no sew. That was all glue, like fabric glue and fabric leaves. And the sewn parts of my Vexalia, my white Vexalia that now I'm also very known for, my Mm -hmm. mom did that for me. And I love her and I love her so much for doing that. It was fantastic. Um, So you find out like what your skills and talents are and also what you want to learn how to do. For a while, I thought, you know, I'd like to learn how to sew, but I don't have the patience for that. I don't have the time for that. But other people do and they're great at it. Exactly. It's hard. So it's it's finding like what it is in this huge world of TTRPGs, of cosplay, of every fandom and everything ever finding what you love. Try everything. Try everything that you want to try and then find what you really love and go do that. And I think that a wonderful like part my favorite of the critical, a lot of it. Sorry, go ahead. I think that a wonderful part of the critical role cosplay community in general is like whether you have this, you know, insane hand built sewn, you know, there are people in the critical role cosplay community who have been in my meetups for professional Broadway costumers that I later learned. Um whether you have something professionally awesome. made by yourself or by someone else, or you're just buying pieces off of Amazon or thrifting pieces or getting pieces that are, you know, pre-made online through some of the bigger cosplay producers, you are still so welcome in the space. And those are the spaces that I always strive to create where everyone is welcome. But I really never even have to say that to any of the cosplayers there because they are just so welcoming because it's a it's it's all for the love of the story which is i know what this podcast is about and what we've talked about so many times we're there for the love of the story and the characters and that's what we're celebrating totally yeah and like my favorite part of a lot of this is like how you were saying how important it is to try a bunch of different stuff and see where you fit i think that that applies to everything but like a lot of the times you can find you can take little pieces of different things and sort of make your own carve out your own place or carve out your own like niche of maybe you're not a Broadway costumer but you still make sick cosplays and like you you're a teacher and a camp counselor and you have every quality you need to like lead meetups and so you've carved out 
a space for yourself. And that's really cool. And it's very easy to do that in the TTRPG space, I think, because it is so broad and there are so many options and aspects that go into it. And that's really cool. Yeah. And just being 100%. able to... And I think like, sorry, <laughs> but yeah, I think like that element of like, like Mariah said, you've carved out a space for yourself and where there might be thoughts of like, oh, this person's a much more talented cosplayer than me or whatever that like, like she said, like you also have other skills that have lent you to be in that position. And like, maybe that cosplayer that's got this sick ass, like movie level costume has crippling social anxiety and could never like be in front of all those people and help organize it. And like, you have those skills, your which your cosplays are phenomenal. Your cosplays are sick. Stunning from head to toe. But like it, like getting to the point where it is okay to take ownership of those skills and the work that you've done to get yourself here because it is a hundred percent earned and it's seen and recognized i mean like we met you then but we could like could tell that like very much felt like you've done this multiple times and you had a system you had it down and it was like top tier and you ran that fucking ship like nobody's business while making it just such a happy and inclusive and like amazing space for everybody that was attending both spectating and not Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for saying that. I appreciate that compliment so much. And what I'd like to do now, because I'm lucky enough to have had the experience where I started this, you know, three doing this three years ago where there were eight critical role cosplayers, but people who are putting these cosplay meetups together now, I know we're talking a lot about critical role, but these cosplay meetups in general, more conventions are recognizing them and giving people places to host and room on the schedule and ways to officially apply for them. People are hosting their very first meetups and there will be 50, 80, 200 people there and they're not prepared for that. So something that I'm really hoping to be able to do is to take what I've been able to learn over three years and gradually scaling up from 10 to 20 to 50 to 100 to 200. The scaling is exponential, but it's been a scale. Taking that you know, all those skills I've learned of how to best manage the room in those crowds and passing it on to people who are stepping into this for the first time, but having, you know, 50 or more people at their very first meetup. So I really do want to share this toolkit that I've built. And I've put in some panel requests for some upcoming conventions this year that are, you know, how to host these cosplay meetups. And I really hope that I can help people with that because like I've said a couple times a lot of my background is in a teacher and I do love teaching and I want to help this you know lovely community grow and expand it's just it's so wonderful and I have you know I'll have people ask me like oh can you come to this convention and I can't because of time or travel or money but I want people who can do what I'm doing at every convention in every space and I don't want any one to be disheartened or overwhelmed when they have a bunch of people come to their first one feeling like, oh, I can't do this. Like, I think that you absolutely can. There's so many people who can. So just helping them set that up. That's something that I'd really love to work on in the new year. That's awesome. Have you uh, gotten like a little course or anything together? Or are you starting with like panels and stuff at the actual like cons? Definitely. My idea was to start at panels at conventions. Um, I never thought about doing a little like online course on it or not even a 
live yeah, or maybe not? through a corded or giving a document together. Yeah, oh, you're yeah. giving me lots of ideas. I'll put those things together too. Like a um, little just that's, convention that's survival the business guide. bitch and me. Cheat sheet. <laughs> yeah, because I also yeah. thought course and then I thought cheat sheet because I was just like still in work brain mode and like that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Look, I love it. And I love also things yeah, like that's this, been a lot of our experience. Yeah, I love collaborating with other people yeah. who know areas of the business that I don't know. Like I see the stuff you're making on Canva. It's gorgeous. Um like just areas of the of you know these industries. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yes. Like areas of these industries that I'm not familiar with giving that advice and that input. I am so grateful for that. So I love like this collab thing and I'm so you know, honored that you asked me to be on your podcast and I get to work with you. And I know we have even another project that like all three of us are on upcoming, just getting to be on other people's like Twitch streams and podcasts and things and working together and sharing these ideas. That is how the best ideas happen is from many heads working together. So I am very thankful for your ideas. And I will be using some of that. 100%. I got <laughs> you. Thank you that you came. But yeah, like... The thing I love about this community specifically, and like Mariah and I can both attest to this as being like corporate business girlies in any other industry, it is cutthroat, competitive, like you're not wanting to give inside secrets to other people doing something similar. But in this community, specifically in this industry, even people that are trying to make careers out of this, we all recognize that there we only benefit from uplifting each other and like expanding upon each other's skills and sharing and everybody like like PAX is a great example of it of like we can we consider ourselves pretty small but then meeting big huge people in the industry that we idolize and them being just as willing and like ready to help us out in whatever way we like need because they've been where we are and they want to see us grow and then in turn we're also doing the same of like we've constantly are talking to other people that just started because I'm like we literally started six months ago who am I to tell you that like this isn't something we can help you with and through the connections that we've been making with the people of the space we've been slowly collecting like other creators and like I've got them like in a little discord server now where we have little like marketing calls and like we are constantly chatting and like giving each other help like if someone just did a logo redesign we like help give helpful tips of like what needs to be tweaked um or or things like that like we recognize that our strengths lie in the business side of things because of our real life work experience and where some people are yeah. super awesome and creative about like their streams and whatever and all this other stuff they may not know all the stuff on the back end that they need to do to set themselves up like for success and so we're yeah. like we give that advice and then us coming into the space of being new creators and I'm like you've been doing this forever how the fuck do I work a stream <laughs> like what is OBS exactly. yeah. like I don't know anything about this but I can lend you all this other stuff about like hey you need to start an LLC I got you <laughs> you want to learn how to run a course and sell it I got you fully Absolutely. yeah or like our very good friend Kay whose like day job is in like theater production and audio and video and everything who now edits with us and it's like our full time like tech advisor basically like we all have bring different things whether it's from our day jobs or things we like I have a weird amount of legal competency because I spent most of my life thinking I was going to be a lawyer so like that's just floating around in my brain and so like we all bring weird niche things to the table from our like day jobs and previous lives and it's so like fun to see all of that come together and also be helpful because it's like ah it all it all fits together that wasn't a waste (laughs) 
Yes, 100%. Absolutely. That fully goes back to what I was saying earlier about, you know, just different skills in the cosplay community too. We all have different life experiences. We all have different things to bring and it's all valuable and wonderful. And PAX Unplugged is absolutely one of my favorite conventions. I feel like my top two right now are PAX Unplugged and New York Comic Con, but they're so different vibes wise that, you know, there's going to be top two like that. But something so wonderful about PAX Unplugged is that atmosphere of, you know, we're all creators. We're all, you know, loving this community of, you know, board games and unplugged games and TTRPGs and let's lift each other up and share with each other. And I jokingly called those parties that we were at the trading card game because, you know, you're all giving your cards to people, but it's <laughs> genuinely like, I want to work with you. And I came home from Pax Unplugged with so many trading cards, um, business cards of people mm-hmm. that, you know, then go follow them all on their socials and save their emails and, you know, who like, I want to reach out to them because I want to work with them too. But it really is just this wonderful community of like, Yes, I want to tell you about what I'm doing. I want to hear about what you're doing. And let's see if we can do some of this stuff together. It's it's wonderful. And exactly what you were saying before, too, where a lot of other industries, they're very gatekeepy. And I feel that gatekeeping really doesn't last very long at all in the TTRPG space. And we've seen some places, no. some companies try to do it, and it never works because... At the heart of this, we are sharing stories. We want to share with each other, share our stories, share our cosplays, share our creations. So anyone who's not doing this in the spirit of sharing, you know, it's not going to fit into the vibe. Yeah, it's it's, it's all inherently collaborative. Like, it's collaborative storytelling when we're ranting about, like, toxic D&D tables. But it's like, the whole everything about it is collaborative. And so much of it is driven by the people, like, Yes, some of like everything is driven by your audience, but there are it is rare that an industry is powered as strongly by their audience and their consumers as the TCRPG sector of the gaming space is. And like that was very apparent during like the gaming license stuff last year, where it's just like a whole army arose and was like, how about we don't? And it worked, which was wild. Yeah, it's just, it's so cool to see that. And like people really value it that highly and every thought just said, yeah. And they will rally fiercely for it. Yeah. I I credit a lot of the openness and collaboration of this community, of the TTRPG community. I mean, you look at the biggest names in TTRPG streaming, it's Critical Role and Dimension 20. And you'd think in Mm -hmm. any other industry, they'd be each other's fiercest competitors they're best friends, they're cast members, they're dungeon masters, they're constantly on each other's shows. And I think that just really sets just the tone and the vibe that travels mm-hmm. throughout, you know, the rest of the industry and the community that we are in this together, we're telling stories together. And we win when we're all working together on this, like the more people we have who are yep. loving stories, who are loving TTRPGs in general, it benefits all of us, you know, when when any of us succeed, it benefits the community as a whole. So I think that both yeah. Critical Role and Dimension 20, especially setting that standard of like, we are not competition, we are collaborators. And also the way that when you watch them, you can tell it's a bunch of friends having fun. And I know you've talked about that too on like past episodes 
episodes. I was listening right before we started to your interview with goblins, girlies and goblins, girls and goblins, I think. Mm-hmm. Am I getting that gals right? Gals and goblins. Yeah, gals and goblins. I was gals listening and to goblins, that. Yeah. And you, yeah. and they were also talking about just how the best content is the content where it's like, we're a bunch of goofy friends playing, you know, a goofy game together. And you can tell when you watch all of these dreams from big things like Critical Role and Dimension 20 to people who are just starting up on Twitch and YouTube, that it is just a bunch of friends being authentic and playing pretend. And I think that's just the beautiful, wonderful dichotomy of it is that we are being so authentic and true to ourselves while pretending to be other people. And there's such a joy and a magic in Mm. that in and of itself. And the way that that, I I love that point that you made of like the way that the same things that make a table enjoyable to play at and the uh, way of like, we're constantly collaborating and we are telling the story together and we are being genuine and authentic to ourselves and each other, being vulnerable and making each other feel safe translates into the industry all the way like from top to bottom and I love I love that element of this and that's what I think what like has lit like lit a fire under me and Mariah specifically about like how passionate we are with table talk because like coming from a world of corporate stuff and like sales and things that are normally so divisive and you can't help each other and you have to be like competitive and all these things yeah antagonistic going into an industry that is the opposite of that and like you can succeed by uplifting others and there are others that were ready to uplift you so willingly it's so nice and so refreshing and I love that so much the rising tide lifts all boats the rising tide lifts all boats yes i love i wanted to ask you so how did you get into like how did you get into cosplay and then how did you get into ttrpg were the two at the same time you know i feel like one came out of the other so first of all i mean it all comes from being a theater kid it all comes from loving playing pretend and telling stories and being in costume. It all stems from that, absolutely. My first TTRPG game was Dungeons and Dragons. I was a freshman in college doing a production of Rocky Horror Picture Show. And one of the cast members had... Oh, it was so great. So one of the cast members wanted had been a player for years, but wanted to DM his own game, invited a bunch of us other cast members into it. And we said yes. And that was our first game. It was 3.5. It was, yeah, it was D&D 3.5. And then we moved into fifth edition. And I played a high elf enchantment wizard, which is a character that I then took to other so campaigns small. because that campaign wasn't finished. And that's actually the character that I cosplayed for my original character cosplay meetup on Sunday of PAX Unplugged. My first D&D character is still so near and dear to me. So that's what got me into D&D was just you know, being offered that in Rocky Horror cast and being like, that sounds like so much fun. And it was, but that character, she was a wizard, so high intelligence, but low wisdom. And I was having a hard time telling the difference between the two. So my dungeon master said, there's this show called Critical Role and Felicia Day is on it. I know who she was already, things like Dr. Horrible. So he said Felicia Day for two episodes plays a character with high intelligence, low wisdom. She plays a wizard. So watch her, watch those episodes and maybe that'll help you with your character. So the first episodes I watched of Critical Role were Felicia Day's Trial of the Take episodes in Vox Machina. And so she was playing her character Lyra and I 
absolutely fell out of love. I was like, this is fantastic. This is so great. So I went back and watched the rest of campaign one. This was back in like 2015, 2016. And I was fully caught up by the end of the campaign. Like I remember I was watching the last episodes of Vox Machina live from college. So that was, yeah. So that was really fun for me. And then I, again, had always been, you know, loved theater, loved costumes, hadn't really cosplayed. And I was going to, I think the first time was at a Renaissance fair with another friend from college. And I was like, well, people dress up for this. I want to dress up. And I know some people like will dress up from critical role. Let's be, I'll be Vex, you be Keyleth. And so we put together these Vex and Keyleth cosplays. And every now and then I'll share, or if I'm ever asked, I will share pictures of this first Vex because it really is the just start somewhere, start anywhere. When people compliment cosplays, I'm like, look, I didn't start out looking this good. Um, it was like a Katniss Everdeen wig and like all stuff I'd gotten from Amazon. And I thought I like looked, I thought I looked great. Other people said I looked great. Looking back on it now, I'm like, oh, I look so silly. But that was the beginning. I was Vex at like Renaissance Fair. And then I was Vex at New York Comic Con. I think 2019 was like my big time being her. And I'd also done a Tinkerbell look um, another day that weekend. And from there, I was like, I want to spend as much time in cosplay as possible. How do I keep doing this? So that led into me being part of different volunteer groups and companies that do you know, parties for kids as Disney characters. And that also led into me doing the meetups myself. When I was at New York Comic Con in 2019, there was someone who hosted a Critical Role meetup and the Norwegian was there. And that's when I got to meet her. And then going forward to more conventions, I was like, you know, no one's hosting Critical Role meetups here, but I want them. And I, I feel like I could do that. So I started hosting it that way. And it just became something that I became known for, which was crazy to me because I remember when it was very much just word of mouth and from my own very small accounts, when I just be like, hey, I'm Kate the Great Cosplays. I see you're in Critical Role cosplay or Disney cosplay or Marvel cosplay. I'm hosting a meetup for this, you know, in like two hours in this spot if you want to come join. And that was how it started for the first like year or two was just me going up to people on the con floor. And I told you earlier, like how mind blowing it was to me in like 2022, when I was at New York Comic Con and PAX Unplugged doing the hi, I'm Kate. Oh, we know who you are. We're coming to your meetup. That was the fact that then people knew who I was in cons I wasn't even going to. People were like, oh, is Kate the Great Cosplays hosting meetups here? I was like, this is this is wonderful. I've actually created something. And then, like I said before, now my goal is to obviously keep doing this because I love it, but also help other people do it as well. I'd love that too. Sounds incredible. I love that you had the a very similar experience to me with Renaissance Festival because I live in Texas. So TRF is literally 40 minutes down the road yeah. for me. <laughs> so it's pretty, I've gone like every year. And then eventually I was like, I had gone a couple times with some friends. And then I remember in high school, I was like, it was the first time I was going without like my family. And I was like, I want to dress up. And then like three days before Texas Renaissance Festival, I basically went to Hobby Lobby with nothing but a dream. And uh, <laughs> th- like, I remember when, when you just said like whole, the whole thing about like the Keyleth cloak being nothing but like leaves hot glued. That was this dress. <laughs> like, 
like that was the whole dress. Um, and I was just sitting there till like three o'clock in the morning with hot glue and in a dream. But I did like a little fawn and I had like antlers and I had like a like autumn fading dress. And then I just did makeup. And of course, I have curly hair. So I just did like lots of crazy stuff with it um, and like put like some of the leaves in my hair and little butterflies. And I remember the joy of getting there. And of course, like Texas Renaissance Festival and like other Renaissance festivals when you come dressed up, the staff oftentimes like will treat you and start role playing with you like as what you are presenting as. And that was the first time I guess that was really the first time I started seeing and like actively doing some level of like fantasy role play. And I was there with a friend who he came like all demonic. So we were just like trying to be like trickster fae people. And it was so, so fun. And I loved like, I, I think I had these resin antlers that I basically drilled into a headband and then wrapped my hair around it and then had it hidden. So it looked like the horns were growing out of my hair. And I remember like little kids coming up to me and then being like, oh, can I like touch your horn? So I'd like lean over and they'd pull on it and they'd realize that that thing was not budging and they're like that's growing out of her skull and they like run off <laughs> and it was so fun but then like that led me on to like I made another one that was like a barbarian outfit I do I do so a little bit but like not not well it's more like I can make the thing look good from the outside but don't ever look at how it's being held together <laughs> because it's not good but I made like this barbarian outfit and I had that for TRF a couple times and then you know like it just like laid in my closet along with the other stuff and then I remember when I was starting to get into like D&D it was right before COVID and quarantine and all that good stuff so I was like cool I've now developed a hyperfixation and I have no outlet because now we can no longer get together <laughs> and it sucked and I started deep diving into like table Talk, like DND TikTok and all that. And then I drug up my barbarian outfit to stitch a video. I was a bit, very much a creeper account. And then I started stitching the videos of this like thieves guild situation that ended up like starting to get, gain traction. So then my, I went from like a nobody nothing account to like suddenly I had a lot of followers nearly overnight. And I was like, cool, now I have to keep doing this. And so I just started putting together other like OC cosplays for basically a whole year. I was I was going through different iterations of this character. And then I loved I just realized I loved dressing up and I loved cosplay. And I like I wish I could do more of it to be honest. Cause it's so it's so fun. Especially at conventions. It's so so fun. Yeah, I love how Yeah, we really did leave packs and we're like, hey, what if we sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, that's so much of the fun of it is planning outfits with other friends, like planning the group cosplays is so wonderful. And that's like also gives me more motivation to do new things too. I love doing group cosplays. I love doing group photos. And the other thing that you said, Alejandro, which I loved, was the joy of being in character, like being approached by people who are in their characters and want you to be in character. Because that was a big part of my first New York Comic Con in 2019 I, when I was dressed as Tinkerbell, which is like why I was like, I want to do this more. I want to be in cosplay as much as possible because I can be doing theater while I'm in cosplay. It's so hard to find the you know shows to do, get cast in and then time for rehearsals, but I can put a cosplay on and go to a convention. And so people are coming up to me as Tinkerbell, like kids and adults wanting to talk to Tinkerbell. And I love, I love that so much. And again, just like 
you know, at first when adults would come up to me and ask for photos, videos, I'd be like, do you want me to say hi to like a little kid or something? They're like, no, I just love Tinkerbell. And there was even a couple that wanted me to recreate, like they had gotten their engagement done in front of Tinkerbell at Disney and they wanted to recreate that photo Ooh. with me. And I'm crying. I'm like, oh my gosh. I guess, yes, so of course. Oh, that it was so, so cute. cute. And it just goes back to, you know, these conventions and TTRPGs and cosplay are a place where we can play pretend at all ages and Ren Fairs too and it's lovely and welcome. So I loved hearing your Ren Fair story about just being in character for that. It is so much fun. And I also there's like yeah. such a joy too of complimenting other people's cosplay, especially when I'm not in cosplay. I was at Fan X Salt Lake, which is not a convention I have been to before. It's, you know, I'm based in like the Connecticut and New York area. That's all the way in Utah. So I didn't expect anyone to know who I was and I didn't have a cosplay with me. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go. And if I, you know, cop my feels critical role cosplays, I knew there was a meetup happening. I was like, I'll stop by that. So I'm saying that I love people's cosplays who are cosplaying critical role. I'm like, do you have an Instagram? Can I follow you? And then I go to the meetup and someone like it had been organized organized by a Facebook page, but the person who ran the Facebook page, like you said earlier, was very shy and had a lot of social anxiety and didn't want to run the meetup. There was someone there with a camera. So everyone was going to this person with the camera saying like, oh, are you the photographer? She's like, no, I'm really not. So I went up to her. I'm like, hi, I'm not the one who organized this meetup, but like, if you're willing to take the photos, I can do the rest. And she's like, okay, sure. I can hold my camera. I'm like, yes, all I need you to just hold your camera, push the buttons, mm-hmm. you're good to go. And I said, you know, I'm not the one who host, who organized this, but if no one minds, I can help us get the photos done. So I move us through the photos. And then afterwards on this, like I found the Facebook group that had organized it and people were saying like, thank you to the voice who, you know, ran the meetup. And I'm like, first of all, the voice is very connected to the voice of the Tempest for me and Keyleth. And we talked of about course. how much she means to us oh. as a character. Keyleth and Bex are my two favorite characters to cosplay from yeah, Critical Role. Same. So I was like thank you so much. I'm the one who hosted. It's so sweet of you to say that. And here's where you can find the pictures later. You know, this is my information, this photographer's information. And people were like, wait, that was, that was you? I'm like, how does anyone in Utah know who I am? But it was so sweet because people were like, oh my gosh, like I didn't know I met Kate the Great Cosplays. You weren't in cosplay. I'm like, no, but you guys were and you looked awesome. And I was just so excited to hype you guys up. I was literally wearing like a Critical Role t-shirt and that was it. And it was just, it's just another instance of being so welcome into the community. Being like, hi, I don't really know any of you, but I'll help you with your meetup. And I'm just being like, yes, sure. We'll listen, we'll collaborate. We'll do this. We'll make this happen. We'll make some wonderful memories together. And that was a really beautiful experience for me of just being there and doing the thing and saying, okay, bye. And then people being like, wait and also the wonderful thing wait you know the wonderful thing to come out of these meetups for me too like you talked about the time you were at the Ren Fair was the first time going without your family the found family is so real in TTRPGs and in this Mm -hmm. community and I am at the point now where I can go to any convention and know that I will find friends there. As long as there are people cosplaying Critical Role, which there always is at every convention now, I will find friends. And something beautiful that always happens at these Critical Role meetups and after is people start talking to each other, form friendships, and then spend the rest of the con together. That's happened to me at 
Ren fairs that's happened to me at conventions all the time. Like I see someone else in a cosplay that I love. I mean, critical role mostly, but other things too. We start up a friendship. We're friends forever at that point. That's it. The amount of friends that I have met just in this past year in this cosplay and TTRPG intersection community is fantastic. And we talk all the time about how crazy it is that we just met like this year because we feel like best friends already. God, yeah. We've had a very similar experience just starting this even even just six months ago and all the people we've met and like people like Johnny, people like on from World E5 are now super, super dear friends that feel like we've known them much longer at this point because and we are constantly helping each other. And like that point brings me to something that Matt Mercer said in the keynote speech because uh like we it was so cool to watch him walk through his own journey of this and like showing us pictures from all those different stages and watching those moments where he himself was showing up at like conventions cosplaying and his first cosplays versus like how they evolved and him one of the things he mentioned in that like stuck with me and it's and it's break being brought up now is him saying like be present in all of the interactions that you're having at this con and all the people that you're meeting the friends that you're making because you know those are like the key points that are going to help you not only enjoy and have like happiness from these experiences, but these are the people that are going to be with you through that journey, through that experience and watch you grow and you're going to watch them grow. And like once I got out of PAX, I was like, that's a hundred percent what I had as an experience yeah. was just being present with all these cool people and coming out of it with new friends and new connections that are driving me to grow and I want them to grow. And like, it was just so, so fucking cool of an experience. And like, I love that it's, it's an experience that like everyone can kind of echo even in their own like little subsections of the hobby. Yeah. It was the perfect advice to kick off that convention. I don't think there could have, there wasn't a better thing that could have been said. Yeah, absolutely. And they are, I mean, it is just such a lovely community at these conventions, especially PAX Unplugged, I feel like, because, you know, a lot of conventions are, you know, huge pop culture umbrella. You've got everything going on there, which is why it's so nice and special to like all the people who love Critical Role gather in one room, all the people who love creating original characters or cosplaying, you know, gather in one room because it makes it feel smaller. But PAX Unplugged in and of itself already feels so small and personal and connected and it is like you know the challenge that now i'm facing too i talked to some people on the critical world team about how they face it on their scale and i'm facing it at mine is keeping the personal connection when this community is growing so big and so fast. We want it to grow big. We want more people to join this nerdy hobby and love what we love. And then at the same time, how do we keep providing those like you know personal connection experiences for ourselves more interpersonal yeah yeah exactly like those moments for that like intimate authentic connection yes which is like how i think the hobby has grown and continued to grow as fast as it is because it is so authentic and intimate but yeah it's 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 a it's an interesting thing to think about of like as it grows and as it expands how do you keep the quality that at that same level yeah like i always said that you know i never wanted to turn people away from my meetups that i want it to be open to everyone in my meetup descriptions it's always said you're welcome whether you're in cosplay or not 
stopped. But after the crowd I had at New York Comic Con and knowing the limitations of the room at PAX Unplugged in advance, I had to say like, you know, priority entrance is given to the Critical Role cosplayers. And that was something that was so heartbreaking to me because I never want to turn people away from the space. I want it to be a space that everyone is welcome in. But logistically, you know, it's, it's getting so popular so how do we keep making these like smaller subsections so that we can have the the very personal interactions while still welcoming all of the people into this fandom who want to be in the fandom like we've said before this Mm -hmm. is not something that we're going to be gatekeeping you know we're not gatekeeping cosplay and ttrpgs Mm -hmm. but how do we give everyone those like small personal experiences within these wonderfully growing communities so that's like another reason why i want to yeah, I'm yeah a full coliseum is what I want for Kate the Great Cosplays. We'll just start a I petition mean, for you to be given well, like the room they do the keynote in. <laughs> that's look, that's what people have said, and I would love people to keep saying that and keep you know say it in your like I oh it's always a big push for me when people are filling out their surveys after the conventions. Like, please just mention my meetup in any way you see fit. Like, whatever is genuine to you, let let the meetup organ like let the convention sorry let, i'm the beautiful organizer let the convention organizers know because they you know listen to the fans and hear the fans and yeah it is getting to like over 200 people want to be in the spaces and i would love to have the spaces that would accommodate that and i mean we saw you know earlier this year a critical role selling out a what like 2,000 seats in an arena in london for yeah. their live show for the echoes of the solstice mighty nine live show like we have mm-hmm. the interest in these communities and i would absolutely love to have a full you know like the full grand ballroom for these things that i'm doing and i know that other people would too because again i want to welcome everyone into the space and it's so heartbreaking to have to say you know to have to turn people away because the room can't fit or you know we're causing a safety hazard by the escalators at new york comic-con <laughs> so yeah just yeah they need to, to make a fire ways. marshal come be the bad guy yeah. so you don't have to do it yeah yeah so i mean Put and me honestly on the phone call to negotiate your space and i'll get you that coliseum i promise you <laughs> I I am going to I'm going to come for you for that like I'm gonna yeah like, hi this is my up. this is my my lawyer my business representative and I'll be like yeah. yeah no she deserves this is what she deserves this is what she gonna get I don't care who booked that room prior I'm so sorry they're not using that giant <laughs> room the whole time they're not using that the no. whole time no and honestly I feel like we have <laughs> more cosplayers at this point than some of the some of the panels in those rooms are getting just the way that these spaces I mean are yeah filling up. Yeah, you know, it's wonderful and beautiful to see. And that's another reason why, like, I want to help more people run these meetups because the more people at more conventions that are able to do this, like, the more of those special experiences that we can create for more people. And, you know, I remember being, this is my first time surrounded by critters being like, this is awesome. I feel seen. And I want more people to have that experience too. And just to know that you are seen and loved in any of these communities, whether it's cosplay, whether it's TTRPG. So exactly just the logistic challenge of making sure that we can, you know, that the heart can come through, that the love for it and the community can come through. 100%. It looks like we are coming up on our time, but I do want to ask one more thing. Because you're, one, so talented and so passionate about share, uh, like welcoming new people that want to help run these, these meetups, what is like 
the biggest piece of advice that you would like leave for them on how to get started or anything about that process? I feel like make sure you're prepared for it in advance. Look on the website for the convention. If you're hosting at a convention, look on the website for the convention you want to host at. See if they have any spaces where you can submit meetups or cosplay events. And if they don't, find the email for whoever organizes the panels and say, this is what I want to do. And then be prepared with a rough idea of the photos that you want to take, like knowing how you want to move through. And it's going to be different depending on the different properties. And I have my very developed critical role method, which you can find in Kate the Great Cosplay's meetup classes, meetup hosting 101, sponsored by Table Talk. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Let's yeah. do it. So I, and I, I don't, do don't want to threaten us is a good time. I will oh do God. it. You, you're joking? I'm not. I am not. So okay, we're, yeah, we're, we're going to talk. We're going to talk after this. But we're going to talk. We, with, once we stop recording, we'll, we'll talk a little more. You'll get out of talking. We're going to talk. Don't play with us. Once we, once we stop talking, we're going to talk. Yeah. Great. But yes, be as prepared as you yeah. can. Try to reach out to the convention if possible. Some conventions you're not going to hear back. That's happened to me before. It's okay. But try to reach out to the convention and then be prepared with what photos you want to take by, you know, based on the characters that you'll have there. The biggest thing for me, don't start with the full group photo. Do the full group photo at the end, but do some bigger groups first. Because when I'm doing Critical Role, I start with the photos by campaign and then by character, by player. And that really helps me see what cosplays do I have during those, you know, smaller, but big, like not full group, but bigger group photos. I'm looking to see exactly what cosplays I have. So I know when it comes time to the like smaller group photos, I know what I can and can't call. I'm not going to call up characters that no one's cosplaying. So taking that and just being as prepared as possible to go into it, have someone designated photographer too, just so you can be like, these are the official photos, look at this person. So everyone's looking at the same camera that really helps the photos look better. And don't be afraid to ask for help too. Like feel free to reach out to me, find Kate the Great Cosplays online, email katethegreatcosplays at gmail.com and I will give you as much advice as you will let me. If other people have run meetups, critical role meetups that you know, or if other people have run meetups at the conventions or meetups for whatever whatever property you're looking to run, reach out to them because like we said, this is not a gatekeeping community and I'm sure they will have advice for you too. But don't be afraid to ask for help. You do not have to do this alone. And I'm happy to help you too. Beautiful. Beautiful. And where can everyone find you one more time? Yes. So Kate the Great Cosplays, that is my name everywhere I am on the internet. I'm mostly active on Instagram and Facebook, a bit of TikTok. I have threads in Blue Sky at this point, but I'm still figuring out the best way to use those. And (laughs) beyond that, yeah, I mean, any new thing that I do will always be there. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This has been so, so wonderful. It's made my heart so, so full. Um, And we will see y'all next time. Bye. 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 Table Talk is a podcast brought to you by Mythos Media Productions, bringing you a new episode every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on Instagram and TikTok at TabletalkRPG, or check us out at our website, mythosmediaproductions.godaddysites.com. All business inquiries can reach out to us via email at info at mythosmediaproductions.com.